Dear listeners, Sai Ram. Welcome once again to Fleeting Moments Lasting Memories, our series of conversations with former students of Bhagwan's schools and colleges. Balaramachandran joined the Brindavan campus of Sri Satya Sai Institute of Higher Learning in the year 1994 for his bachelor's in commerce and then moved on to the Prashanthinilayam campus for his masters in financial management which he completed in the year 1999 and after he left the portals of Babas University he joined the HDFC bank in Chennai and from then till April 2013 when this conversation was recorded he has been working in the same bank as of 2013 he is the assistant vice president HR training and development besides Balaramachandran is also a truly gifted singer who has sung in the divine presence during all his student days and even after that too currently he is a regular member of the Sundaram Bhajan group Swami's divine abode in Chennai what you'll hear now is the third and final part of a one and a half hour conversation with him in the previous episodes he talked about his entry into baba's college and incredible moments he spent at the lotus feet as the lord shaped every facet of his personality in the current episode he shares about how it was after he left the portals of baba's university and also how he sailed through the most challenging period of his life when baba decided to depart from his physical form this interview was recorded on april 14th 2013 and in conversation with him is radio size bishop prishti i'd also like to share brother something the impact with swami it's likely made in me and in fact i saw this in my brother also you know i said swami taught us vedanta when he said nothing is everything and everything is nothing so one is to conceptually understand vedanta second is to live it at least to some extent in your lives Ariman Satyam Shivam Sundaram at some part I think when there was I think a death in Swami's family yes when everybody was grieving and sitting I believe when Sri Kasturi ji came in I believe Swami said that see Kasturi all these people are crying but if there is no birth and death then how do I spend my time yes and very beautifully I think in Satyam Shivam Sundaram the name of the chapter is moves in his game so there was a move in his game which happened in my family also and I guess I remember I said that I was the first grandchild yes. I was the apple of the eye particularly very closely connected to my grandfather now it was everybody's aspiration that i should study here get a gold medal in swami's college and my swami's grace i mean their blessings ultimately i did end up getting that so the, the only thought in their life was i must study in swami's college get a gold medal from swami and all that wow. so what had happened is that i was in my mfm i was studying in my mfm i think it was my second year if i remember right yes i think it is, this must be the second year so six months you're here and you're totally cut off from home except for those phone calls in fact even my report cards in school my grandfather used to sign it was not my parents okay so i was like a son only so very closely connected to him in fact i remember even in my childhood one of the uh, i think the two dangerous bloodhounds which god uses to bring you closer towards him is one is the fear of death and the other fear of disease so fear of death is something which has been haunting me always and that's what brought me close to spiritual thought and stuff like that so even the thought of somebody in my family say you know the grandparent passing away and grandfather is very closely associate i mean i was so attached to him i couldn't even think of now i had come here i was studying uh, i remember now in hindsight i remember last few days grandfather was never speaking to me what had actually happened is that during my exam time my grandfather had taken seriously ill 
but they had never informed us because grandfather had particularly told not to inform us because he did not want our exams to get disturbed why because then if i miss an exam then he was not sure whether that would be considered as an absenteeism and if i was absent he wasn't sure whether i would get a gold medal from swami so he had particularly taken care to ensure that nobody tells us this so both of us were blissfully unaware of the fact that he had taken seriously ill he had actually passed away oh my god just imagine six months before you don't even have an inkling that somebody is sick okay now what happened is the exams got over the last exam got over suddenly we find one day a relative of ours has just turned up and he's a guy who doesn't very regularly come to puttaparthi he's come why is he come he's been sent on deputation to actually take us back and they were not sure how we would respond react so that's why they sent somebody to accompany us and this person came he was he didn't know how to break the news to us but eventually the news was broken and brother to something unbelievable which happened that day he came and first told me of course my brother was in the school hostel at that point of time very young he came and told me that this happened and just imagine you don't even know a person is uh, the last time you saw the person the person was hale and hearty and out of the blue you are told that your grandfather passed away now interestingly from that second onwards i think uh, i went on anesthesia because immediately very matter of factly i said this happened i said okay i said okay he's reached swami and then you know what happened i went to my i had to now convey this news to my brother i went to the school hostel i didn't know how he would react i said uh, this happened brother this has happened a grandfather has reached swami i said a grandfather has reached swami's lotus feet and he gave a reaction which was maybe he did not know how to react small child but then he just looked at me and smiled could you imagine somebody smiling when you given a message like this and after that you know brother what happened something very interesting happened both of us came back we came back to this cousin of ours who had been sent to take us back home to console us there was an exact role reversal instead of the cousin consoling us the cousin was sitting and crying and both of us were sitting next to him and talking vedanta you were saying see swami tells that the body is unreal and the spirit is real so spirit is still there only the body is gone it's just a dress and imagine a 12th standard boy and an ffm boy speaking to a grown up and it was a role reversal where we were consoling him all throughout the journey we go back home the entire family is stunned they don't know how we will react and i still remember when he walked into the house there was there was a air of suspense and tension there but both of us entered wearing white and white we didn't even have time to change we went in smiling and we walk in my grandma starts crying everybody starts crying and we embrace them and both of us including my brother who was in 12th standard at that point of time speaking vedanta to these people saying that see don't think about all this see swami has taught us that the body is just a dress okay it is always perishable it's made of the five elements but the spirit that is eternal so why are you crying why i'm talking about the incident brothers i'm very personal but the reason why i want to share this here is only for one reason about the impact which unknowingly swami had made on us all the discourses that you hear i remember one swami saying that nothing which he speaks goes in vain that he sows a seed and somewhere at the required moment it sprouts you know so attach my grandfather but till date i will tell you i have not shed a drop of tear not shed a drop of tear because we went back there it was used to be bhajan's daily we used to talk about swami we used to talk about swami. we had just learned sai katha at that point of time we used to narrate the entire family used to come and sit before us it actually became a spiritual fest instead of becoming days of sorrow fest absolutely so why i'm talking about this is about the impact which swami leaves without even you realizing yes absolutely so, i mean what comes to my mind is uh, the story of a grandfather who tells his little one you go to the river and bring water in this kettle and that kettle is dark in color and uh, it has a lot of dirt but it also has a lot of holes so every time the boys goes and he picks the water 
from the lake nearby and by the time he comes to the grandfather the kettle is almost empty and the grandfather says it's it's okay you go and you bring again so this little one goes and he brings an again you know by the time he comes to the grandfather it is uh, there's no water left in the kettle and he's uh, kind of uh, dejected now it's what is the meaning of all this you know you you send me again and again to get water but there is no water coming I mean, why are you doing this to me is punishment he says no it doesn't matter you just go it's fine you know so he goes again and he comes back so it happens for a couple of times and when this boy gets frustrated then this grandfather tells him look at the kettle and now if you see the kettle which was dark in color has now become white okay so we don't even realize you know all those and we are that kettle with lot of holes and everything but you know his message keeps on pouring and as you live uh, with him you know all these things keep you keep drenching yourself with that yes. unconsciously you know you don't know what happens to us actually yeah and even today i'll tell you it's not that i have i have become a vedantin it's not that i have myself realized so no i think i still have a long way to go but i narrate this not so much to talk of my evolution but to talk about the power of the divine the power of the lord who can when required he can give you that that wisdom maybe he gave it to you as a free app to use for application to use it for some time you required it at that time but that was the thing uh, it's not that i'm completely evolved i still have those fears all that happens but yes that was but a big step forward at that most difficult moment yes. you know he gave you uh, what was needed at that point absolutely complete anesthesia still remember not a drop of tear shed and in fact instead of uh, people having to console us it was a role reversal where we were actually consoling people so that was a a very telling kind of thing i think everything that you mentioned you know today just comes down to that you know what is the real fantastic advantage of having the avatar as your sadguru you know you see the role of god as a supreme master you know everything has the divine touch you know how our evolution is so fast tracked in his presence yeah the thing is that this continues in fact in chronology if i were to now this is with my studied now we have experienced all this swami did this when we were studying now people might wonder does this happen only when you are with swami in his physical presence when you are a student when you have that tag my experience shows me to what a little extent that no it continues even after that and now i'd like to quickly talk about two things share two things where up uh, to again telling episodes in my life where even after i had passed out of the portals of swami's institution swami continued to extend the support and he prepared me for certain things in my life that way i have not had the uh, privilege of having lot of dream experiences where swami comes in dream is a very common method of communication which swami uses not had too many of them but this was one thing which happened uh, in my life uh, because it is one of those rare dreams that by that itself makes it very very unique this happened when i had passed out of swami's uh, institute i had joined a bank as you know initially i was working in retail banking I, at that point in time i was a branch manager of one of our branches what happened is that suddenly i get a dream one day swami appears in the dream and this i remember the setting it was the interview room and only i am there and then swami is asking me where do you work i said swami i uh, work for a bank i still remember swami says bank means what and all you do and all these questions are significant and later on you will realize when you listen to the entire episode swami says he started with the official thing he said where do you work in a bank okay what do you do in a bank you write accounts and all that i still remember swami asking do you fill up ledger account and all that so i tell swami no swami i am a branch manager and then i still remember swami swells with pride and said you are a branch manager oh very good very good swami says and then swami says you sing no i said yes swami i sing he said what are you going to sing now sing something now 
and for some reason brother some strange reason i decide to sing not a bhajan but a song which song a song a group song which is normally sung here in swami's presence for festivals we sing it as an entire group now this particular uh, 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 group song was teri hai zameen tera asma now to admit that is not one of my favorites or anything it's not that i've regularly sung it here or anything but for some that's why i'm saying for some strange reason i tell swami that day in the dream swami i will sing this and swami said okay sing 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 and you know interesting something very happens immediately swami gets down from the chair sits squats down like you know just like all of us and right in front of me and swami pulls a harmonium and swami says i'll play the harmonium the harmonium is come back again <laughs> okay so this time he brings the harmonium swami keeps shruti and swami is actually playing i can hear it in my dream swami is actually playing and i am singing teri hai zameen tera asma now you know what happens brother you know the song yourself i know after the zero stanza for some strange reason in the dream i directly go to stanza 2 which starts like this it says tu chahe to hame mare tu chahe to hame rakhe tere hi haath se sai hamare bhag hai likhe now you know what happened when when i start seeing that part the swami who was playing the harmonium till then he was only playing harmonium till then exactly when tu chahe to hame mare started swami started singing along with me singing along with me and I still remember swami swaying from side to side playing the harmonium and singing along with me and after that got over he said very good very good very good and immediately he materialized vibhuti and then he said open your mouth and he said he put it into my mouth and but I still remember that vibhuti was sweet you don't get these sensations in a dream but I distinctly remember that day the vibhuti was sweet and you know what is most interesting and that vibhuti had some golden looking crystals in it Oh I don't know what Swami gave me maybe one of those stuff which he showed you okay <laughs> so golden looking crystals it went into my mouth and I still remember it was sweet and I still remember I immediately got up it was early in the morning and I still remember when I got up and brother now maybe you will say I'm mad now when I got up I could feel the sweetness in my awakened state oh my god now can you believe this brother i was so shocked i woke up my wife also and said it's very sweet swami gave me vibhuti i mean we were shell shocked it, it, it a golden crystal i still remember it was sweet that lingering taste you know after you eat some sweet you no know, for some time it lingers you no know, that i couldn't find a particle but the lingering sweetness was there it was so 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 real now that happened brother what happened after this is immediately after this for about a month or maybe more than that i went through the most testing difficult period in my official career now brother now go back to the dream the first question which swami asked me in the dream was what do you do what is my job i had the opportunity to tell him i am a branch manager and after that swami starts singing uh, rather i start singing and i pick up a particular song where i am talking about tu chahe to hame mare tu chahe to hame rakhe so you either hit me or you take care of me but whatever you do swami tere hi hath se sai hamare swami let me be aware that it's all the script is written by your hand it doesn't matter whether it's a blow or whether it's it's a i'm you are caressing me but then ultimately the overall meaning i'm saying that to me it meant that so, so it was a clear premonition swami was telling me that okay remember now you going to go something very tough and remember in that song swami started singing only when that line came tu chahe to hame mare remember all this happened you can't imagine now if this dream had happened to me after i had gone through these experiences my monkey mind would have told me that it is because of this i am imagining this happened a good two weeks before 
when I had absolutely no clue that I would go through a very very tough patch. These were all official stuff. But of course, uh, I had done my duties properly. Everything was fine. But then there were certain external agencies because of which we were having a problem, and I, as the branch manager, was having a very very tough time, very very terrible times. And I remember each time I would go through some tough period there. Immediately, you know, the song would play back. ஓகே <laughs> and maybe that's why it still keeps me it's good to be that way because then he'll never let you go <laughs> so after all this happens i came out by his grace i came out through that tough period and then everything got fine and of course then came the best part of my career when i started growing fast and stuff like that now what happened is that after all this had happened i had an opportunity to come back to prashant nilayam it was one of those premabandham meets and i came back and i was late that year so i was not i was not hoping to get a chance for anything but finally what happened is for some strange reason when i was sitting not even for the just the last minute the day before when they were uh, allotting songs I, i i didn't qualify because i was coming late for some strange reason one of the brothers they turned around and said that you join this group they are singing a song you sing and you know which song i got teri hai zameen tera asman can you believe this i've never ever sung the song that way before swami immediately after his episode as though to reconfirm that no actually it was from me only the first song i get to sing in his presence the first ever song i get to sing in his presence after that was teri hazami you are asked to sing this yes i didn't ask for it and i didn't qualify that year because i was actually coming late there was no chance last minute one brother turns around and say you sing this and i had the mic in front of me singing and swami was looking at me i was looking at swami only the both of us knew the special import that this song had for me why i'm talking about this is sometimes you wonder whether his responsibility ends with the student would no i mean it came even after that it was very very clear most unbelievable you know they some a brother beautifully put it he says stress in official life you talk of stress but they say that stress is swami to your rescue in every sticky situation I mean, <laughs> okay one brother of ours said this very beautifully so it is exactly this i mean god is someone who who converts as the someone said you know every test in our life into a testimony <laughs> absolutely absolutely test into a testimony testimony that. and uh, the other final thing was a very small thing where he a, a major lesson came those again after my student period we had come for darshan we had come to see swami at that point in time in brindavan because there was no accommodation available inside the hostel we were staying in some accommodation outside it is some kacha kind of accommodation you don't have a proper but you had a place to sleep so early in the morning we had to go for nagar sankirtan we just come out of the place where i was staying and i was supposed to take along with me one more brother who was supposed to come now he was staying in a place which is nearby so i couldn't get access to his room so i had to i tried to call him i came out of the building out onto the road and then i had to it is early in the morning 3:34 uh, there was a light glowing in the window so i was trying to shout out for him and then inv- attract his attention you know brother i'm very very traditionally scared of dogs the, the day i was born i was taught that thou shalt fear dogs <laughs> you know it's so much so you'll not believe this when my grandfather i spoke about my grandfather mm. when swami gave him an interview in the 1950s you know the question which he asked swami he told swami swami i'm very scared of dogs just imagine how important <laughs> it is for a person if you tell god in an interview and swami in his inimitable side said why do you think of it as dog see it as god 
Swami said that I'm still learning that lesson. I'm still scared of dogs. Okay, that day I was just outside trying to call this brother. Suddenly, I heard some snarling noises behind me, brother. And this was in the village in Kadugudi, in out in Brindavan. When I turned around, there were about five or six stray dogs. Oh my God! Just behind me, biting distance. Very powerful episode happened. What happened is that first reaction is what fear. You start running, and that's the wrong thing to do with the dog. Yes. I still remember I started running. I still could see with the corner of my eyes all the dogs chasing me, and they would have bitten me definitely. And brother, at that point of time, something unbelievable happened. It was as though somebody caught hold of me, caught hold of me. I could feel the pressure on my collar. Somebody caught hold of me and turned me around, and I saw myself turning around towards the stray dogs who were rushing towards me and saying, "Shh, can you believe this?" I, who's scared of dogs, turning around towards the dogs and saying "shh" as though to silence them, and the dogs were stunned because <laughs> here was a guy running, and distinctly I remember, brother, it was it. I I believe it is Swami who actually caught hold of me, turned me around, and then I faced it, and then they were and in slow motion, so to say, I walked away. Only after I went inside the gate, I said, "My God, what did I do?" <laughs> okay, but one important takeaway for me is maybe Swami was trying to tell me that you cannot run away from life's difficulties; you will have to face it. And he literally that day turned me around and then put me squarely turned in the challenge. Turned the dog into God, <laughs> absolutely, and turned me around and said, yes. "You can't, you can't run away from the challenge, and you will have to face that stuff." I still have not overcome my fears, but whenever I have a big challenge in my career or in anything to do generally with life, I try to think of this dog episode. Yes, Maybe very symbolic, but I think uh, as you mentioned, uh, the moment you you think about it deeply, perhaps all those lessons yes. uh, keep coming. absolutely so these were some of the things i mean i've spoken a lot brother i mean but these were some of the things which i i wanted to just pour out before we wind up let me ask you uh, uh, one or two things you know you mentioned your whole journey with bhagwan you know how you had that inner connection with bhagwan then you tried to establish that connection with the physical swami and then it came to a point when swami gave you that realization that both are the same and with that perhaps sort of conviction you stepped out into the world and you continue to experience him in whatever and wherever life placed you and perhaps it was going on fine but how did you take april 2011 now that you had established this connection was that difficult difficult is an understatement very very difficult but as always swami helped us help me through it Now let me exactly tell you what happened then I remember this crystal clear brother and I stayed together so he was a live witness to all this and we had of course naturally different reactions to this when the news trickled in on easter sunday I still remember that point in time it was of course like everybody else we were in a state of shock i felt like a lost puppy i felt like an orphaned child my first reaction was to just close my eyes and sit down i didn't want to speak to anybody just close my eyes and sit down I didn't break down because what happened is immediately after that couple of people now I as as it is you are destroyed and devastated. Two of my brothers with me, Sundaram Bajan Group, call me for comfort. Can you believe this? I myself am down. Two people call me and for some strange reason they believe that I am a very composed person, which I am not. But they call me for comfort. But at that point of time, brother, something very strange happened. In fact, I had to travel that day on official work also. It was Sunday. I had to just catch a flight to Hyderabad. So it was a few hours before that that the news had come in. these brothers called me and they wanted to discuss they said they had been feeling very disturbed they wanted to speak to me and at that point of time brother somehow i felt particular idea came into my mind i feel swami transmitted this idea into my mind i felt 
you know there was a lot of turmoil confusion at that point of time i mean quite naturally so i felt that we should we keep on saying swami we love you swami we love you swami we love you swami i thought it is now the opportunity or it is now the time to slightly change and say swami we trust you swami because it's very easy to say swami i love you swami because swami is very lovable we I mean, forget the fact he is god as a person swami is very lovable the things he has done for us but then somehow i felt that we should say swami i trust you swami for swami for some reason you are doing this okay and you are confused by so many things rest the whole world media everybody is talking of lots of things you are confused and i said no at this point of time i felt i should say swami i trust you swami that is the first idea which came into my mind brother second idea which came into my mind is somehow i felt suddenly for some strange reason i was reminded about something which swami told us in three i remember one swami told us in three that you know the story swami narrated a story from the mahabharata where i believe you know the children of the pandavas who were called the upapandavas when they were killed by murdered by ashwatthama i believe if my if my understanding of mahabharata is right uh, naturally the entire family was grieved and they were crying and all that i believe that when an entire group of pandavas were crying somebody noticed that in the corner krishna was also sitting and crying swami told us isn't it and then suddenly everybody was surprised and i believe yudhishthira the eldest of the pandavas walked towards krishna and said krishna it is okay if we cry because we are after all human but you are the lord who is beyond maya how can you cry and i believe krishna said that no 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 i am not crying because people died i am crying because i taught this fellow arjuna the entire bhagavad gita and there i taught him all this but it's very clear he's crying now it's very clear that he is not even learnt the message which i have tried to teach him so all my effort has gone in vain i believe that's why krishna cried i remember and then swami narrated this episode it was very very interesting for some strange reason brother that came into my mind at that point of time in that hour i'm telling you what happened exactly in that first half an hour because it's crystal it's etched in the mind some strange reason that episode comes to my mind and somehow i felt okay maybe now me i'm not saying that everybody should respond this way i'm not saying this is the ideal way to respond i'm just telling you i'm trying to make a honest recollection as honest a recollection as possible of what i went through in that first one hour this thought came into my mind i said no swami i will not cry because now i'm going to show the entire world that you have taught us this that you have taught us that you're not just the body if i cry then what I, it is like i have not understood that you are god swami okay so that were the two things which came now that sustained me for the first one hour and i had to take a flight honestly i'll tell you one more thing which came into my mind is i said no i'm never coming to parthi and then i don't want to see anything no because i said parthi to me in my mind should be the place where swami walked around joked with us except fortunately for me i'll confess i had a very strong alibi which was my official work okay so i had to go so i never came i was very clear in my mind about that one thing so it was you know a dichotomy one side telling me to be more mature and accept the situation and trust in swami one side was didn't want to face the situation I was taking a flight I was in the airport in the airport naturally you met lots of people who were going to Parthi and I was trying to avoid them because they will naturally discuss this topic the TVs were all blaring this I was trying to run away from a TV I was trying to avoid the entire situation and finally somehow I got away from people got away from TVs and reached I was staying in a hotel in Hyderabad at that point of time I remember I did not switch on the TV because I did not want to see this I did not want to see the sight okay but Swami had different plans you know what happened next day in the morning the newspaper came I I picked up the newspaper with my eyes closed because I knew what the headlines would be. And then I just folded it and kept it aside. I didn't want to see it. I went for my first day of work. I was supposed to do a training program there and then I came back. But you know brother something very interesting happened. When I came back in the evening, Swami had other plans for me. The housekeeping people in the hotel, I had actually avoided the newspaper putting in the corner. They had nicely spread out that newspaper and put it in a, such a position that I had to see it. now i didn't have a choice 
So I picked up the newspaper. I looked at that visual which was there. And then I said, Swami, this is not you. This is your body. I don't know why I said this, but I said this. I'm, I'm trying to make an honest recollection. Nobody knows. I mean, Swami and me know this. I said, sitting in that hotel room, I said, Swami, this is not you. This is your body, Swami. You are God. Okay, you're beyond the body. And then I said, Swami, I trust you, Swami. That throughout the day, my mantra was that only. I kept on trying to say, Swami, I trust you, Swami. I trust you, Swami. I trust you, Swami. I love you is different. But now I think, Swami, it's my responsibility to say, I trust you. And tell the entire world, you might say anything. But then I trust you, Swami. So that was the first period. Second day, third day, I was there about 14-15 days. And then what I started doing is, every day I would go for a training program. Maybe start thinking I'm mad now. I would actually go to the training hall early in the morning, even before all the participants come. I would go and then dust a chair for Swami, one of the extra chairs. And then I would not put a handkerchief because then people would notice. But then I would imagine that now that Swami is free from all his official work, I would believe that Swami is coming with me for training. And then Swami is sitting with me and then watching the entire training. I would even imagine that at the end of the day, you know, as part of your training, you do those activities where people get prices. I would even imagine that in his usual, typical style, no? Swami is calling and telling me, give these people clothes, give me these people. And I argue with Swami saying, Swami, what is this? This is not your cycle and thal. I can't give them white dress. But I would actually imagine that Swami is accompanying me all throughout. So that's how that entire first period but at the end of the day, if in hindsight, uh, was it difficult? Yes. Does it continue to be difficult? Yes. But for me, the biggest, how I survived that period was these three things, brother. First is, somehow, so I got a prompting that I should start saying, Swami, I trust you. Second thing, I got a prompting where suddenly Swami reminded me about that episode of Krishna crying. And I felt that, no, we should not be that way. Swami has taught us so much, so we should get up and say, yes. Okay, I'm feeling bad inside, but yes, I have learned my Swami is God. So I'm not going to just cry like that. I'm not trying to infer that people who cried or not. In fact, I also started doubting my own devotion. I still doubt. I wondered whether I didn't cry because I don't love my Swami dearly enough. But then maybe that is my uh, or my path or whatever Swami has destined for me or whatever Swami has decided for me. I said, Swami, I will trust you. And I will not cry that way because I will show that I have learned these lessons from you. So I will stand up proud and say, what? Swami is nowhere. Swami is here only. So that was the thing. But in hindsight, now looking back also, each time you come here, it's like I remember of what Ramakrishna said when he came to Brindavan. I believe he said, he said, Krishna, the cows are still there. The sunset is still there. The dust is still there. But Krishna only, you are not there. So that thought does come, brother. Very difficult because I still remember Brahmananda Panda, the person who's written a book. There's a beautiful chapter there where he says, I believe his guru told him that you will see the most beautiful form in the world. Thing all said and done, who can get over the desire to see that beautiful form? But that's that. That takes over once in a while. I mean, takes over a lot of times. But then I try and reconcile to the fact that I should try and live Swami's message now and establish that connect. And then I was later on when I got more composed, I was reminded of the fact of what Swami told me in three. Slowly, Swami is teaching you to look for Swami within and like a very good teacher Swami had started it a long 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 time ago Swami has been um, preparing each one of us if you look at uh, the stories of different people how they passed through this phase I think for everyone it was devastating but as they began to reconcile with it you know all those memories come back about how Swami is preparing you for this event actually and how Swami was constantly trying to ensure that 
you begin to see him inside you begin to see him as not the body i mean if you if you look at the way swami was you know the simple thing that swami saying i am with you in you around you we never really bothered to think about it when he always said that i am around you above you below you uh, with you beside you i mean obviously it is not the physical form absolutely it was that swami and that swami always is there but Uh, but yes uh, the form is so beautiful so some of you keep saying that swami when you come back you keep coming who wants moksha i believe there is <laughs> yes. i believe there is a special category of devotees called ishwara kotis i believe they are free souls ramakrishna used to talk about this he uh, i believe that they are people who come every time the lord comes to be his companions so i'm wondering whether there's some formula to become that <laughs> so <laughs> that you can keep yes. coming every time yes. he comes in whatever form he comes but swami this form is very beautiful swami very difficult once in a while i doubt whether i'm doing this because i'm really devoted or maybe i'm not devoted enough but one part of me tells me no swami has taught you certain things and you try and leave i think the whole uh, uh, years that you spent in bhagwan's institution was all the time you're preparing ground for you to perhaps take this especially yeah like i said antaranga sai so maybe that was that was my path he he has given all those experiences for us uh, we have had this direct experience with his physical form which has reinforced the value of faith and reinforced the value of the omnipresence so now he wants us to live with that live with that feeling and as you mentioned uh, work towards as he mentioned to satyajit on one occasion you know this body has become weak some once said i have traveled so much i have done so much this body has become weak what can i do please at palli palli tirigena or something like that tirigena yes. i have gone yes. to village after yes. village yes absolutely yes. so it is now for us to take his message perhaps the next time you are here you should share with us more about your experience of putting these uh, teachings of swami in your corporate life but i think that will be another whole chapter by itself where you have try to see the principles of management that uh, you have seen bhagwan practice and seen and learnt under bhagwan's guidance through his teachers in the hostel in the university and how you are able to perhaps to whatever extent you can see them in action in your corporate life in your social life in your personal life i think that will be another very beautiful thing to talk about so maybe when you are here next time we will uh, we will talk about that because it's all, almost been nearly one and a half uh, hours here so i will not tax you more thank you so much for coming to the studio so it was an absolute uh, wonderful satsang recalling those moments because every moment is uh, so energizing true brother energizing more for me thanks for the opportunity to relive all this and grateful to swami indebted always for this opportunity thank you so much sai ram jai sai ram Sai Ram you just heard a conversation with Mr Balaramachandran an alumnus of Babas University who as of 2013 works as assistant vice president HR training and development in HDFC Bank Chennai this was the third episode of the entire one and a half hour long conversation and in conversation with Balaramachandran was radio size Pishuprishti and this was recorded in the radio size studios on april 14th 2013 dear listeners please do send us your feedback about this program as always you can write to listener@radiosci.org thank you and sairam